Good morning, good morning, good morning. Welcome to drboystv.com, the home for intelligent black people. And today I want to talk a little bit about a rapper by the name of Travis Scott. Uh, Travis Scott is in the middle of <clears throat> what can only be described as a complete shit show. Uh, my brother is uh, getting his butt sued off. Uh, and uh, it has to do with this crazy tragedy um, that happened at this uh, event called Astro World. And uh, I've known about this, uh, this incident uh, where eight people were killed. Uh, I guess they got trampled to death. <clears throat> I've known about this incident since it happened. I mean, right when it happened, I, I saw everything in terms of the media coverage and all that. And people asked me to make comments on it. Well, I, I, I didn't want to talk about it until I thought about it. And uh, now I thought about it, and I, I want to lay out a few uh, concepts for your consideration. So uh, get comfortable, and uh, please hit the thumbs up button, share, subscribe button if you haven't done it yet. So in case you don't know what you're listening to, you're listening to DrBoysTV.com, the home for intelligent black people, where our goal is to elevate the conversation and to have discussions about issues in our community uh, in a way that's productive, where we can be better people uh, when it's when it's over and done with. And um, and so uh, so let me just kind of just jump right into the topic. So give me a yes or no in the chat. Give me a yes or no if you are aware of what happened with Travis Scott. Uh, Give me a yes or no. Let me know if you saw what was going on. I know maybe you don't listen to Travis Scott. Um, The brother has a lot of um, power amongst white people who listen to hip hop. Uh, You know, he uh, he I think I saw a video he did with Drake that had almost a billion views. So he's not a lightweight. Uh, I think he's married to one of the weird Kardashians. Um, I guess the Kardashians, they love to hunt down uh, black men and and, uh, and and use that to elevate their brand. That's what it is. That's what they do. It's life. You know, who cares? Uh, and so Travis Scott uh, recently had a, uh, he has this event every year called Astro World. And uh, at Astro World, it's basically a gathering, I guess, <clears throat> kind of like a hip hop Woodstock kind of thing where he gathers about 50,000 people in a stadium and, uh, and they, you know, and they kind of go crazy. And he's, he's known for having these really exciting shows where there's a lot of, you know, body surfing and, and a lot of chaos and everything else. And, uh, and, and I, I really thought about that a lot. And, uh, I, and, you know, at the, you know, at the end of the day, I'm going to see things differently from everybody else. And now mind you, by the way, I'm broadcasting both on YouTube and Instagram. So if you're on Instagram, you won't see the images that I put on the screen. Uh, my Instagram is the real Boyce Watkins. If you want to follow me on Instagram, uh, if you like intelligent conversations, then the real Boyce Watkins is the place for you to be. So um, anyway, so so here here's here's the deal that's really interesting, right? <clears throat> so I tried to think about what does Travis Scott represent, you know? Uh, and I thought about a time where I went down to Houston. I, I have friends that are rappers. Uh, most of them are a little bit, you know, uh, they're over the age of 35, you know, it, and so I'm not really a person who's necessarily in the Travis Scott demographic. But uh, I went down to Houston and I was invited to uh, Willie D. Willie D was having a a roast where uh, Willie D from the Ghetto Boys. And it was, I guess, a uh, an event where they were celebrating uh, 30 years of controversy. So all the years he's been in hip hop kind of doing his thing. And I was walking through the hallway of my Airbnb. And I saw these white kids with sleeping bags and backpacks and shit, right? And I saw them and I said, I said, hey, uh, what are you guys doing? We were on the elevator. We're making small talk. And they said, oh, we're here for Astro World, dude. I said, Astro World? What the hell is Astro World? They said, oh, it's Travis Scott, bro. It's going to be awesome, man. Yeah, dude. 
I was like, wow, okay, sounds like y'all ready to have some fun. They're like, yeah, bud, we're going to have a blast, man. So that's what brought Astro World onto my radar, right? And uh, and then I looked it up, and I was like, okay, he's really got something here. <clears throat> you know, it's um, you know, it's it's a thing. Um, I I haven't seen when I see images of people that go to Astro World, uh, I've not seen one black person yet, right? It doesn't mean black people don't go. I'm sure there's thousands of black people somewhere in the crowd, but I swear to God, I kid you not, if you randomly search um, for any images of Astro World. Uh, you probably won't find any black people in those images. Uh, in fact, let me look up. I'm going li- to literally do a Google search on Astro World and try to see if any black people appear or Astro World attendees or something like that. Let me see. I'm looking at a picture here. Nope, nope. Lots of white people. Uh, just to see a white people. And, uh, and, and, and that's fascinating to me, right? That's really fascinating. And, uh, and let me tell you why. Uh, the reason it's fascinating to me is because it's it's just interesting that you have this one black dude on stage rapping, right? Now pay attention. Now I'm, I'm I promise you I'm getting to a point here. Y'all know me. I got to make sure I make the point clear so that for the negroes in the back, for the <laughs> for the slow people so they can make make sure they get it too cuz even slow negroes need to eat intellectually. We need to feed them too. Um uh so so I looked at so when I was so looking at the pictures of Astro World, I see a sea of white people and like one black dude at the front of the stage, like, you know, rocking the crowd, right? Which some people see that as like some sort of sign of black power or something like that. Um, I don't know if that's what you'd want to call it. But but if you look at the like, look at the image right here, like nothing but white people. And they're all walking into this door. that's like the mouth of Travis Scott or something. Right. And so um, so you, you process this. Right. What is this? Like, what is this? What what is this phenomenon? called commercialized hip-hop i'm not talking about real hip-hop i'm not talking about hip-hop that was created in the boogie down bronx you know that was um you know that that was done by our people that represented our interests you know where we rapped about things happening in our communities and did it in a constructive way where we could actually elevate our people i'm not talking about fight the power i'm not talking about you know you must learn from krs1 i'm not talking about all the things that were done in hip-hop to elevate our people we're talking about the bullshit i'm talking about the you know I popped two Mollies today um, and, uh, you know, and, and I, I I bought a Gucci bag, you know, after I get to put my Mollies in my Gucci bag so I could go date a Kardashian. I'm talking about that stuff, right? I'm talking about the stuff that I can't relate to. Now, some of y'all are talking about things that are ritualistic, satanic. Um, I'm not going to get into that. I'm going to let y'all kind of handle that. Yo, you could get that on another podcast. But what I'm looking at is I look at things that are uh, social, cultural, psychological, uh, in, in financial. So, so you have this interesting phenomenon where a guy like a Travis Scott, you know, pops up, you know, with a mouthful of gold teeth and everything else. And he's, he's, he's performing and he's doing his thing and he's screaming, he's hollering, he's like, ah, and doing body surfing. And everybody loves it. And it's, it, and the crowd is full of white people saying, go Negro, go, you know, go Travis, go. Right. And, uh, and, and, and it made me think about, things like the cotton club back in, you know, back when they didn't have any, um, when they didn't let black people come into the cotton club. Right. And you would have a black guy on stage who's, you know, singing and dancing, you know, typically doing some kind of menstrual show or something. And you have a white guy in the audience who's clapping and saying, Ooh, that boy's so talented. Oh my goodness. That boy, that boy can really sing. That boy can really, he can really dance. And uh, and and the thing about that is that so at the same time, 
you have like this black bus boy who's who's serving the white man and he's like looking at this whole thing go down and he's saying man you know this this uh this this negro is getting a lot of attention he's making a lot of money uh white people love him but they don't pay attention to me but they love him so so he starts to admire the guy on stage he looks at he looks at the guy who's performing in the minstrel show and says damn i want to be like him now pay attention now the white man isn't saying i want to be like him the white man is not influenced by the negro on stage he's like no that's that's something that the negroes do the negroes entertain us that's their job right but the, the black bus boy is saying man i want to be like him and you know what that makes me think about it makes you think about modern day hip-hop so in hip-hop here's what you have you have a bunch of dudes that go out and 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 try to outdo each other. They try to do the most extreme stuff to get the attention of white people, right? They they got they got the shiniest gold teeth. They got the they got the biggest you know with a big old smile, like just like a minstrel smile. Uh, they have the most gold chains. Like I'm gonna wear, you know, I saw a dude with 80 pounds of gold around his neck. I'm gonna wear 120 pounds of gold on my neck. I keep 300 grand in cash on the on the tour bus just so I could give money to the hoes, you know, wait, whatever. Right. Like, like, seriously, like it's real extreme. And if you read books like Black Labor, White Wealth by Dr. Claude Anderson, he explains how even historically going back hundreds of years, black people have been incentivized to be extreme and almost comical in nature in order to impress crowds full of white people. Right. So I want to ask you, what's the difference between uh, what Dr. Anderson uh, was talking about and what you might see at an astral world where you have, uh, you know, the, you know, a, a black dude. And I'm not talking about just Travis Scott. I mean, this is this is this can be applied to Drake. This can be applied to a lot of people where they will. will they are marketing hood imagery. Right. They're marketing the pain of black people. They're marketing the poverty. They're marketing the homicides. They're marketing the 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 trap culture, right? We 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 love bragging about being in the trap and trap houses and all that. That's dysfunctional shit. Like that's terrible shit. But we we've taken the trauma and made it into something good in our minds, right? We think it's good to talk about the trauma and the trap and everything else. And that's maybe that's why you're trapped. Well, because you're constantly focused on being in the trap. So, of course, you're going to be trapped. Why wouldn't you be trapped if you're constantly manifesting a trap for yourself? Like, if, even if the white man got rid of the whole trap, got rid of the whole uh, prison, the, the whole psychological incarceration, even if he got rid of every single trap, every single systematic trap that he has for you, you will create a new trap because you have, you have, you have hypnotized yourself into believing that you belong in the trap. And so rappers, unfortunately, many rappers market they market black trauma, they market black pain, they market black suffering to crowds full of white people who never want to grow up and become like these guys, right? Most white kids in college, believe me, I taught them. I've been on college campuses for many years. I've taught at Syracuse University, the Ohio State University, et cetera. I've rarely met a white kid anywhere. Every now and then you meet a little wigger or somebody, right? But I've never met a white kid in college, in business school, who said, man, I love Travis Scott because I want to be just like him. Don't get me wrong. You got white boys who rap, right? Don't get, you know, we, we you know, they, I, I, I get that. But I've never really seen anybody saying, I want to go pop mollies till I'm dead. I want to go and get eight babies mamas. I want to go out and blow all my money on Gucci and Louie. I want to go out and shoot my homeboy in the head, you know, or whatever, or, or, or go, go, go into the trap. 
and see my boys all get murdered and shot before they're 25 years old. Like, like you don't see that, right? So when people talk about the influence of hip-hop, you got to be clear. The patrons of hip-hop, of, of, of this kind of hip-hop, not all hip-hop, but this style, tend to be white people. White people love this because they, they are entertained by your suffering. That's why they don't do anything about it. That's why they don't offer you things like reparations or any form of empathy for what you're going through, because they have been firmly convinced. Many of them have been firmly convinced that you actually like this shit, that this is where you belong, that this is who you are. This is this is this is what you represent. I represent death. I represent suffering. You don't believe me. You don't believe me. Um. You don't believe me? Uh, did y'all know? Let me give you a little factoid. A little factoid here that might help you help you kind of kind of get the point I'm making here. Um, did y'all know the 200 rappers died this year? 200, 200, 200 rappers died this year. 200. That's a lot of people, man. 200 rappers died. And that don't even count the thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of black people who die every single year just because, right? The trap, you know, the hood, all that stuff that we glorify, that that ain't fun, man. That's not a happy place to be. But, you know, again, it's like when Lil Nas X had those dudes twerking in prison. Well, if you're twerking around it, then you must like it. You must enjoy it. If you if you in the trap, like dancing it up and and shucking and jiving and, and and being happy to be in the hood and to be in the trap well then why would not think that you enjoy that why would not think oh yeah of course they like it it's just like slavery you ever see those history books where white people present slavery like it was this wonderful thing like that there was this nice happy relationship between blacks and whites and black people were happy in the position that they that they had in society right well it's no different now this, this is no different um, so anyway, before I move on, do me a favor, hit the thumbs up button, thumbs up, share, subscribe button. And if you haven't done it yet, uh, I hope you'll consider becoming a patron on the channel. Um, we give you you know free stuff and things like that. Uh, if you're interested, feel free to go to intelligentblackpeople.com. That's intelligentblackpeople.com. Uh, we believe that we, we believe that black people are better off when we're smarter. We believe that black people should uh, train ourselves and our children to be leaders. We believe that black people don't need white people in order to be successful. We believe that black people can do anything. So if you're in that category and this makes sense to you, we hope you'll consider being a patron of the channel because y'all know white folks ain't going to pay for this. So, so this has got to be a, a black owned black run operation all the way through and through. Uh, so the URL is intelligentblackpeople.com. Now, uh, now here, here's the thing. Here, here's what, and I see you, Alicia Mary, you, you're putting up this article that I saw earlier about, you know, Travis Scott inciting the crowd and telling tell the F, F a dude up in the crowd and all that. And yeah, and, and that, that speaks to a point. And this is not about, you know, vilifying Travis Scott. I don't think that's beneficial to the conversation. It's really about talking about what, what this has become. You know, here's the thing. In order for you to keep the attention of white people, you, you're you're playing the Hunger Games. You're playing the Hunger Games and the Squid Games. That's what you're doing. That's what that's what like that's what it's like trying to be a rapper in the trap, trying to impress enough white people to sell a couple records. You literally are playing the Squid Games and the Hunger Games. Why do I say that? Well, because what you because you're in this unfortunate situation where you have to outdo the other Negro that's on stage, right? 
again, you know, if he's got 80 pounds of gold, you got to have 100 pounds of gold. If he's got 300 tattoos, you got to have 400 tattoos. If he done killed eight, if he got eight bodies that he done killed and he got eight teardrops, you got to have 10. Right. If he's thugged out to level nine, you got to be thugged out to level 12. The bigger the thug you are, the more ignorant you are, the crazier you are, the wilder you are, the more ridiculous you are, the more attention you'll get. Am I right or am I right? Give me a yes or no in the chat if you understand what I'm saying. You hear you hear, uh, unfortunately, a lot of brothers who have lost their true purpose in life. Uh, your, your purpose as a black man, by the way, is to be a leader in your community. Your purpose as, your, as a black man is to uh, raise black children. Your purpose as a black man is to protect black women. Your purpose as a black man is to lead a black family. White people got you all on this other stuff, got you doing a whole bunch of nothing, make you think that it's worth something because they gave you a couple of dollars. They put a couple of dollars in your pocket, take away the money, and it changes the whole narrative. You know, again, my PhD is in finance. I understand the impact of money. Take away the money, the whole narrative shifts, the whole incentive structure shifts, right? So, um, so, 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 so pay attention. Look at how much extreme dysfunction is marketed through certain aspects of, of hip hop culture. I'm not talking about all of it, right? I'm not. I'm not talking about like a Kendrick Lamar. You know, I, I, you know, I'm not talking about D1. I'm not talking about JRTs. I'm not talking about, you know, I'm not talking about the rappers that are trying to do something positive or trying to at least connect to the community. I'm talking about stuff like Astroworld. Astroworld is uh, known as a show. The reason why people love Astroworld, from what I've gathered, I've done my research on this. They, they love the fact that it's just wild and crazy. They love the extreme nature of it. They love the fact that Travis... Uh, you know, really makes white folks comfortable. Dr. Claude Anderson wrote in his book, Black Labor, White Wealth, that the more comfortable you can make white people, this is the secret to making money from white people. The more you make them comfortable, the more wealth you're going to have. If you make them really comfortable, like if they can see you as a clown or just a fun guy or whatever, then they're go they're going to uh, they're going to reward you financially. You know, this is this goes all the way back to slavery. In fact, um, the easiest ways and I want you all to think about society when I when I mention this to you, the easiest ways for black men to make money are typically either um, being a man doesn't do it right. Being masculine and loving black women and caring about your community. That's not going to get you money for white folks. What will get you money typically uh, would be um, uh, either if, if a black man either presents himself as either a a little boy like very immature, you know, like, like if you are little baby, you know, ba the rapper, you got a rapper rappers with names like baby and little. And, and then I, I saw a video with the Migos, um, the Migos with, uh, where they all were riding tricycles. And I didn't understand how you, you have grown black men riding tricycles. I still don't get that. Right. But they were in a Sprite commercial riding tricycles. They were presenting themselves as children. If you present yourself as a little girl, Right. Lil Nas X, you know, had the guys twerking in the in the prison. He he, he presented he, he, he did a picture of himself in People magazine pregnant. Right. So if you present yourself as a little boy or a little girl, if you are a comedian, if you make them laugh like, oh, that Negro so funny. Oh, my God. That's why comedians make more money than professors do. That's why um, comedians make more. You know, comedians make more money than lawyer, a lot of black lawyers and doctors and and mothers do. Right. Uh, because comedy making white folks comfortable is going to get you paid. Also, if you are a rapper or entertainer 
Uh, if you are a well-behaved athlete, uh, that'll get you paid because uh, they love to pr- uh, marvel at the uh, athletic prowess of the black man because they socially engineered the black man to be physically dominant, right? With with those um, you know, with those breeding farms where they would take the strongest slaves and and breed them with the other strongest slaves, and now you've got these athletes that dominate the NFL and the NBA, and they love that. And then, of course, if you are just serving their agenda, right? So if you're a stooge for either the Democratic Party or the Republican Party, then you're going to be paid well, right? So that that those are those are the areas. If you ever want to make a lot of money, those are areas to make a lot of money very quickly. Now, um, now here's what's interesting also about Astro World and Travis Scott and and this unfortunate situation, right? I, I think it's I, I part of me feels bad for him actually, and I think that he genuinely has remorse for people getting killed in the crowd. Um, I think that he really, um, you know, I don't think anybody wants their fans to die. Right. So I'm not here to say Travis Scott is a bad guy. You know, I, I really think that he's, um, you know, trying his best to to fix this. I don't know how this is going to play out for him. I really don't, you know, because lawyers are vicious, man. Lawyers will sue you just because you were in the area and they know you got money. They just shoot their shot. That's it. They will shoot their shot at everybody within a hundred mile radius. And uh, and and so I, I, I hate it. I love I love lawyers. If you're a lawyer, I love you and I hate you. I love I love the lawyers who work for me. I hate the lawyers who work for other people. And so ultimately, Travis Scott is going to have a very difficult time because everybody and their mama is going to sue him. They're going to sue him for ridiculous amounts of money. And you can already see where the media is kind of turning against him to a point. Right. You, you see these stories coming out now about other things he's done at concerts and stuff like that. And I'm really curious to see how this plays out for him. I wonder if the Astro World event is done. Uh, a lot of times with these concerts, if you go and you try to secure a venue, sometimes they won't want you there if they feel like there's too much liability, right? So they feel so. A lot of insurance companies will say, "Look, we're not going to insure you if people are dying at your concerts." So, so this is a big deal. This isn't just something that he can just sort of look over and, and keep moving. Uh, this this is really going to affect his money. But what's also interesting about this? Here's another question I want to ask you. This I want you to give me a yes or no on this. So, so here's the deal, right? I told you all that 200 rappers died. Almost all of them were black. Thousands of black people in the hood die, you know, from a lot of the activities that are being mass promoted in music, whether you're talking about drug addiction, uh, the violence, they glorify the violence, you know, stuff like that. Um, and so, so, so pay attention now, you know, um, you had, you've had thousands of black people die. You've had 200 rappers die, most of them black. But here at Astro World, you had eight white kids die, or eight kids die that look pretty white. Most of them, I don't think I don't. I didn't see a black person in the group of victims. Maybe you can let me know if there is a brother or sister in the group of victims. Um, do you think that the media is gonna care more about, say, I don't know, a um, hundred black kids getting shot in the city of Chicago in one weekend, or eight eight white kids dying at an Astro World concert? Which do you think? Uh, you know, do, do you think the media is going to uh, respond to one story differently from the other? Which story do you think is going to get the most attention? Give me, uh, let me, let me know. Let me know which which one you think. You think the eight white kids dying at a concert, or the hundreds and hundreds of black kids, the thousands of black kids that are dying in the hood on a regular basis that don't even get coverage on CNN? Right? It's going to be the eight. It's going to be the special eight. This is this people is is a form of what you might call white supremacy, right? This is where when you talk about media being white supremacists, that's one perfect example. If eight black kids got killed at a concert or on the street or in the hood, 
it might make the local news, right? It might be, you know, like, oh my gosh, an extraordinary number of black people died today, but it wouldn't get the same level of attention that it gets, you know, when, when the white kids die, right? Well, that's because white people control the media. That's what white people do. I mean, so I'm not complaining about the point uh, because I know that they take care of their own. I take care of my own. Um, I, I'm making the point so you can kind of understand the disparity here. So here's the issue that Travis Scott has. Pay attention now. The big issue Travis Scott has is this. People don't give a damn if hip hop, if, if the messages of hip hop are killing black people. But they get very concerned when the messages of hip hop start killing white people. Mark my word, Travis Scott will never get any grief for any black person who's ever died popping mollies. He will never get any grief from any black person who's died from a gunshot wound. He will never get any grief from any black person who's ruined their life in some other way. But he will get grief, tremendous grief. I mean, in fact, he might get canceled for the fact that a bunch of white kids died from his music. It's no different from when um, uh, when Ron Artest, you know, got pissed off and he played for the uh, Indiana Pacers. He got pissed off and went into the crowd and punched a fan in the face or something like that. They gave him the worst penalty that they'd ever given any NBA player in the history of the NBA. Why did they do that? They did it to make a point to say, look, you can destroy your own but you can't destroy our own. You can't destroy our people. You can destroy your, your community, but you better not mess with ours. And so, so I'm really curious to see how this astral world thing plays out. This might be, you know, remember uh, who was it? I don't know if it was Chappelle or somebody else called it the, uh, the, the, I'm not going to say the N word, but imagine the N word in your head. He called it the wake up call, you know, that wake up call you get where they, they remind you that you really are black. And then <laughs> when you thought you thought you wasn't black no more, cause you dating a Kardashian and now, now you find out, like, no, you still black, bro. You still black. And uh, so, you know, I, I kind of feel like um, you might refer to Travis Scott's uh, performance, unfortunately. Right now, it's kind of the deadliest minstrel show on earth. You know, that, that's what I would call it. I'd call it the deadliest minstrel show on earth uh, it, because it, it went a little bit too far. Um, I think that the reaction of the public to, the de- to, to these deaths is driven heavily by race. Um, I think that Travis is going to lose a hell of a lot of money because of this, a lot of opportunities because of this. And uh, and, and really, it, it speaks to really dissecting what hip hop music really has become. It has not become a phenomenon that is economically beneficial to the black community. It is a phenomenon that is detrimental to the black community in the most for the most part. Right. No community benefits when you have people that your children look up to role models. Really? I mean, I'm not saying Travis Scott should be a role model, but I bet you if tra- if me, I bet you if I went to a public school, a high school as a speaker and, and, and I was in one room and Travis Scott was in the other room, whose room do you think that those teenagers would go to? Cause you know, I'm not going to tell you to go pop mileage. I'm going to tell you to say no to drugs. I'm not going to tell you to go and, and uh, and go, you know, get a strap and go shoot somebody. I'm gonna tell you to, to be careful to to preserve your life. I'm, I'm not gonna tell you to go put your penis in every woman that walks by. I'm gonna tell you to preserve yourself and save yourself, you know, and uh, or at least be healthy in your choices, right? So you don't end up broke, you know, being a broke baby daddy or struggling with baby mama issues and all that, right? So or I'm not I'm not gonna tell you to be ignorant. I'm gonna tell you to go get an education. I'm not gonna tell you that even alcohol. I'm even I'm even a person that kind of says ah, even alcohol is not so good because it, it causes you to make bad decisions, right? So I'm going to try to tell you things that are going to help you live, 
But, you know, some of the rappers in the music tell you things that will clearly help you die. Uh, I, I don't know if you have to be as old as I am to understand this, but, uh, you know, not that I'm an old, old man, but I'm not I'm not 20 years old anymore. And how many of you know, can think of like people that you knew in college who became alcoholics in college and are still alcoholics in their 30s, 40s and 50s, you know, or they started off just making bad choices when they were young and they're still messed up, like their life is still a mess. Right. Ain't taking care of their kids and, you know, not an asset to the black community on any level very harmful to the people, even in their own family. See, so this is what these messages are doing. These messages are destroying black people to some extent because you're, you're, you're mass marketing. You're using the power of marketing, the power of brainwashing to mass market deadly lifestyles to young black men, young black men who are full of potential, young black men who could go on and become rocket scientists and CEOs and everything else. Well, you ain't going to be no rocket scientist and CEO if you're sitting around popping mollies all day, toting a gun, having sex with everything that moves and throwing your life away, throwing all your money away, not not trying to actually grow intellectually. You just can't. You can't. And I know that people get mad at me. You know, they think, oh, your voice, you're being a hater. You're being a hater. Well, fuck you. You're a hater. You hate my community if you think that promoting this kind of message is beneficial to black people. If you're justifying you know, the buffoonery and, and the negativity and the harmful stuff that's out here. I can't, I, I don't know. I can't, it's, it's hard for me to be your friend because the only thing that you have that supports uh, what you're doing, the only thing, yeah, I mean, you can't support what you're doing from any ethical standpoint. The only thing that makes this stuff make sense to a lot of people is because they're getting paid. That's it. That is it. You, you admire your boy because he's getting money. Well, he getting money, yo. He getting money. Well, I mean, the white man will pay you to do a lot of a lot of things. You know, you go back to slavery. You know, if we, a lot of us don't know our history, but if you go back to slavery, there was always a slave who got paid for killing the other slaves, or beating the other slaves, or or giving misinformation to the other slaves. Right, <laughs> like fake Jesus, and you know, like well, Jesus said that 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 you should be a good slave, so Master will take care of you. Well, they'll they'll gladly pay a Negro for that, you know. So, um, I'm not trying to d- drill into Travis Scott too bad, you know. I, I mean, I wish the brother the best, I really do. Um, uh, but honestly, that's his life. That's the life he chose, and I mean, he probably does not give a damn what I think, right? Uh, that's another thing, right? The white man's money kind of stuff, they stuff it in your ears so you don't hear from the black people who actually care about you. Or you don't hear from the black people who actually would prefer you be an asset to the community. Uh, the only time we get the attention of guys like that is after white folks have thrown them away. If you notice, pay attention to how many celebrities you've seen who really got to the point where they thought they were so big that they weren't black anymore. And they like the OJ Simpson types and stuff like that, where the minute some shit really goes down, the minute white folks abandon them suddenly it's like i'm black y'all look at what they're doing to me y'all it's racism y'all well you know i don't know i don't i don't know if travis will go down that road um i think travis you know he'll probably keep on being a kardashian and all this other stuff but i can definitely tell you that when i really thought about it you know i went into my heart of hearts and said gosh you know People kept asking me, to, you know, about the the Travis Scott thing, and they, they were like, "What do you think?" I said, "I don't know what I think." It took me three days to decide what I actually think. So I listened to a lot of Travis's music. I read up on his bio. I read up, you know, on Astro World, and and then I read up on the incident as well, of course. And I just came to the conclusion that 
it's the deadliest menstrual show on earth. That that's 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 literally my conclusion. It's it's a big menstrual show, um, and that's it. All right, so that's it, guys. I'm done. Uh, later on today uh, at 11 a.m. Eastern, we're meeting for a stock market investing class. So if you'd like to join us, uh, feel free to go to theblackstockmarketprogram.com. That's theblackstockmarketprogram.com. You can leave me your questions. I will answer those questions first during class. Um, and usually there's so many questions it's submitted in advance that I don't I don't even have time to answer questions on the fly. But if so, if you want to get your question in, um, go ahead and, and uh, log in. You can do the first month free. So feel free to give it a try if stock market investing is your thing. And I encourage you to pay attention to what's going on in the investing world, because right now the stock market is sky high. It's absolutely killing it. And uh, also, uh, last but not least, crypto. I don't know if you noticed that Bitcoin is now, I think, about 67,000, 68,000. Uh, I predicted early in the year it would go over 100,000 by January 1st. And uh, some things derailed that that prediction. So I don't think we're going to hit 100,000. But I will tell you what, um, all indicators tell me Bitcoin and Ethereum are going up. I'd be stunned if they went down. So that's just my two cents. So, uh, by the way, if you are on um, Instagram, just uh, click the link in the bio. And there's a ton of stuff up in the bio that you could take a look at as well. You could do a free trial in my stock market class in the bio. So, uh, all right, guys, I'm out of here. Have a good day. And that's a picture of me and my wife. We ran a, a 15K this weekend. So I'm, I'm feeling a little proud right now. I'm feeling a little good about myself. Got my fat ass out there. Ran that ran that whole nine miles. So it's it's hard work, man. I'm telling you. But um, but health is wealth. Y'all know what it is. All right. So do me a favor. Hit the thumbs up button. Hit the thumbs up. Share. Subscribe button if you have not done that yet. Uh, and I will check in with you guys a little bit later. Please have a wonderful day. And I'll talk to you soon. Be good. Peace. Here we are, clan the isms, cataclysm, great. Our people out here struggling, trying to make it in this state. Everybody out here doing it, but we the ones who late. Now, family, we the ones who gotta delegate. Get that money in the power, never be fake. Stick to co-sign for three. What did he say? Uh, create jobs, support our own. Educate the same and buy back your home. Got three degrees, triple ten. Three PhDs, now we on the CNN. DBTV, let's talk about negligence. Ignorance is bliss, but we can turn it to intelligence. Please, none of what you hear, half of what you see. Let's break it down here on Dr. Boyce TV. Here we are.